manager of the Orioles, who's nice enough to come on even when his team is struggling, and that's Buck Showalter. Buck, welcome. How are you? Mike, what about this weather this year? How are you doing? Man, oh, man, Buck, I'll tell you something. Uh, if I were a baseball manager, I, I don't know if I could have uh, dealt with what with cold and rain. Have you ever, you've been a baseball lifer, have you ever seen a spring like this spring, especially in the Northeast? Mike, I, this is this is the worst one, uh, and I'm I'm real careful about that. We all think something. And I had a moment where I was in uh, Fenway Park. We were playing a day game, and we started a game at 34 degrees, uh, wind chill factor 21, winds blowing, and it starts sleeting. And I looked over <laughs> my bench coach, and I'm looking at the ice bouncing off your jacket, and I just looked at him. And I go, really? And you know, doubleheaders are a killer in the big leagues because of what they do to your pitching staff. And the disarray, you spend a long time catching up from them. So everyone's trying to play these games to, to keep from playing them. But, you know, we've played some games this year, and other teams have too, where you're just trying to get through them and, you know, not get anybody hurt. I mean, we had we had a catcher step on, you know, they don't chalk lines anymore. They paint them. They stepped on the uh, paint as they were trying to throw the second of the batter's box, and the paint was frozen and slipped. I've never had that uh, happen before. It but has it's, it's been, been a challenge. It really has, and it's baseball's hard to play in that weather, and we have had so much of it. Even today, I, I mean, again, down there, here, it's just not nice, and it's already June, I mean, tomorrow. So it's been crazy. And so what's for, the answer, Mike? You know, I don't you know. know. We all, we, well, we I don't like starting. You know, I don't do – well, listen, you, you know this stuff better than anybody, but, you know, they don't – they have to come up with a way – and I know there's not enough days if you try to jam everything from November 1st backwards, but something has to give. And they have to, the players and the owners got to get together and figure out a schedule that makes sense, get it back to 154, not try and start it Mike, early that's, in that's, the season. That's, and, that's, and that's the answer. That, you know, we all know how it gets solved. It gets solved by, by uh, everybody losing four home gates. That's it. We know that. And yep. that's, you know, if that's if the players are going to, and coaches and managers and everybody's going to take a little less money. You, you live know, with I, it. You live with it. Look, you know, we have to find a way in our game now to to make productive outs show up in a salary. That's really what's happened a lot in our game is that the you know the strikeouts, the the home runs, the productive outs do not get compensated. Buck, I was looking at a uh, baseball book the other night. Somebody sent me a book. They wrote a book about Mickey Mantle's nineteen fifty six season. Like me, you're a Mickey Mantle guy, uh, yeah. obviously. And the great Triple Crown year. In the book, they were making the point that the baseball players started to realize that you got paid for hitting home runs. In the 1930s, forget strikeouts. The average batting average average was 284. By the 50s, it was down to the 250s. I don't even know what it is now. But now we see guys, people say a guy's playing well who has struck out 47 times in 100 at-bats. We got you know, guy. I could give you uh, twenty guys like that forty-seven times in a hundred at bats. You know, Mike. One that's still one of the stats that just really just jumps out at me was a year Yogi struck out eight times. Eight you know, times. Eight, eight. Okay. Now you know pitching. You know the velocities. Everything's jumped up. You know the average velocity even in the minor leagues, and you know cars are better. Medicine's better. You know, guys train better. There's just different. There's a lot of things going on here, and it's still a great game. It's just, you know, I know sometimes my biggest decisions in a game is whether to run three two or t- or take or hit three zero, and that's about it. Hitting runs and pitch outs were at an all time low last year, and I think we've, we've because of analytics and everything, we realize how even more so now how precious outs are. You know, the sacrifice fund. I mean, I remember having a conversation in spring this year with some of our young players about 
hit and run, and they didn't. Even, I said they haven't hit and run since since maybe their sophomore year in high school. They don't even know what the play is. <laughs> we, we 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 had to go over squeeze breaks and different stuff with squeeze, and nobody knows that. I mean, it's just. And that, I'm not saying they're right or they're wrong. I'm just saying it's, it's a different approach, and you, you better embrace it because, you know, until guys are getting compensated for, you know, it's about run production. It's about run production. And, I, you know, I used to be, I'm on the competition committee, and we, you know, they, they bump around everything. And I found out so many reasons why, you know, we sit from afar and criticize, and all of a sudden you're on this committee and you understand why things are at, at what point and how diligent they are about whether it's the baseballs and gripping them about, you know, shifts, yes or no. I mean, Mike, I tell you, in our lifetime, they may eliminate the shifts. I don't know. It may be good or bad. I, I, I could see that happening, just like they do in the NBA. They, you can make it an de- illegal defensive shift. I think you've got to say as many amount of players have to be on one side of the field. I, I could see that happening. But the other thing, Buck, is we've gotten to a game now where, and we've talked about that a lot this year, where the game has very little action. You have the 450-foot home run, and then you got a lot of strikeouts for three and four innings, and then you got the 450-foot home run, and maybe you got a couple of walks, and then a 450-foot home run, but that's the game we play now. Well, Mike, you look at the highlights tonight, you know, and you really, what really has been uh, magnified is how important it is to catch the ball when it stays in the ballpark. People miss that. I mean, you've got to get two outs with one batted ball. You've got to be able to turn hits into outs in the major leagues because we, we're not allowed to put our outfielders in the stands. And it's, you know, we all criticize things we don't understand. It's not that the game has changed. It's just the things have really been magnified about how we go about, you know, what's considered good and what's what not we reward. Good. There's yes. no shame. Right. There's not shame in strikeouts anymore. We, you know, we talk about it a lot, and I'm not one of those guys that says back when we played. Right. I mean, these guys are the best players ever. Okay, yep. trust me. Every every year, players are better in football, basketball. They just are. They I agree with be. that. They should be. I agree. Okay, with that. Yep. but you know, you know, they won't start calling traveling in the NBA. It'd be a whole different game. Completely. What this European jump thing is, or whatever we mm-hmm. just call that traveling. But I, you know, the player players are good, but they're going to embrace what what you know. They're, they're going to be compensated for, and the challenge is trying to get, you know, to get the, the team part of it in play too, you know, and you know, it's a challenge. It, it is. is, and also the way you develop the pitching is changing. I mean, how do you feel? We're talking about Buck Showalter. The Yankees are in uh, are in Baltimore this evening. Buck, how do you feel about what Tampa tried to do with the reliever to start the game? Now, I understand well, he did it to attack Trout, and then he did it to attack you guys. Yeah, because and we're, we Manny our first Machado. five hitters. Right. Our first, no, our first right. five hitters are right-handed. Right, they're, and to attack your big hitter, too. And, and, to atta- right. and what people miss, right. they don't have starter pitchers. They're hurt. Right. Now, they got Eovaldi back now. But if they'd had, you know, they're not doing it with Snell. They're not doing it with Archer. They weren't right. doing it for Rhea before he gets, got hurt. They're not going to do it with Eovaldi. And I was talking to Kevin about it. It's now... If you've got, a, you better have an optional bullpen. You better carry thirteen. Yeah, I can remember breaking camp, Mike, and it was: Are we going to go with nine or ten? Yep. Now it's twelve or thirteen. 13. And we may be headed towards fourteen. Yep. I'm going to tell you what's going to become a hugely valuable piece in the big leagues is that bench player that can play everywhere and and give you that versatility off the bench. You know, guys like Nunez at Boston signed. Well, Torres, who the Yankees just sent exactly, down, who's a good exactly. little player, who if they had to send down. Guys, they had to send them down because they had to keep thirteen pitches. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't keep those guys, you know, if you don't have one of those guys, you're going to have problems because you got a catcher, you probably got an outfielder, and you this other guy. So those guys are really going to be in demand. 
How about the idea, though? Do Are we getting to the point that except when we're dealing with the exceptional starting pitcher, are we getting to a point where we're going to see games where you're going to have a couple of guys who pitch three innings or four innings? I mean, I see so many guys come out of the games now after four innings. Are we going to see the, the, the game now where these guys are just, today we'll go with two guys who will give me three apiece, then we'll hit it to the bullpen. Are we going to see that? Well, Mike, the problem the problem with it is it's it's you're okay with that for a couple of nights, but you can't pitch the same people every night. You're going to have to have, and you know the, the really good starters. Let's face it, guys, to get a track record where they get these six and seven year contracts as a pitcher, there's so much wear and tear on them. You're really paying seven to get four. You know, yeah. Somewhere along the line, there's going to be a physical breakdown. And that's why that. a guy and like Scherz is a freak. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. We yeah. saw him last night. It, it, it's there's a different level. I mean, that there. guy's um, and he does it every year. He does yeah. it every year. And look what Verlander's done too. I, I mean, he's had a new lease on life since he's gone to Houston. But Verlander too, very consistent. But, but you also, you know, the old third time around the order and everything. Yep. But believe me, we, you know, we, our eyes would tell us what's going on around the order. You know, you, you look at a lot of things. Like Dylan Bundy pitched a complete game in in uh, Chicago, and you know. My eyes told me that the third time around the order and the fourth time around the order, he was okay. But, you know, I understand that, you know, but not everybody's carrying that type of stuff on a given right. night. Right. But you understand what, you know, I embrace all the analytics. You know, they, they use them to verify what your eyes are telling you, and you feel real good about your decisions. But you don't want your gut to be developed by a number. Is so there too much beings. of that, though, Buck, now, even with the stuff off the bat <laughs> and stuff like that? Is that – do we need to know how fast the ball's traveling off the player's bat? I mean, do well, we need I to think know a lot that? of people – I think they find it uh, – Fascinating. I mean, anything that the fans like to see, you know, I'm all for that. You know, I, I don't confuse change with lack of respect for tradition. You know, there's, there's some bright young people and, and older people in our game, and the best organizations that mesh those two factions together, you know, that veteran eyes and, and experience and with the analytics, and they make both those groups feel comfortable about bringing what they bring and not have, you know, we, we did a thing in the spring where we do uh, sabermetrics for dummies where we sit down our most veteran people and we get our most veteran guy to deliver it. And I asked him, I said, now tell us what this tells us. Tell me where the 300 batting average of WOBA or uh, the zone rating, show me where it is, and then tell me more importantly, as importantly, what does it not tell us? Where's the pitfall here? you got to be careful with war and, and all these other things. But they're they're great tools, and you got to use them. But, you know, it's still human beings, and a lot of things happen on the field every night that statistically and trends should not have happened, but they do. How many guys, when talking about Buck Schultz, the Yankees and the Orioles tonight, uh, Gray on the mound for the Bombers, uh, how many guys have you seen who throw like Scherzer did last night? How many guys in the league do you see who can throw like that? Oh, maybe three. Okay. Maybe four. Verlander's had a complete research. He really has. What do you think that's about? I just think that, you know, the conditioning and, and just, you know, I think one thing that uh, I know Tampa's probably the best pitcher's park in baseball because you've got big foul ground, big gaps. Uh, you never play a doubleheader there. Uh, the grip on the ball is always there. I think playing in Houston, too. Verlander would be a good pitcher regardless. Right. But he's got so many weapons, and, uh, you know, everybody's wanting to point to one reason. You know, guys are sickable sometimes, especially later on in their career, but he's got such a great knowledge of pitching. He's got so many weapons. And I just think he's in great shape. He's, he, he physically he feels great, and you know he makes some adjustments. You know I'm not going to throw any uh, any you know aspirations on why. Oh, I'm he's not just, getting into. I was I wasn't talking. About, I wasn't talking about anything like 
performance enhancing. I was just talking about motivation and and maybe the idea that he came up you know, maybe he just came up with a different way to attack hitters. I mean, he probably went down there, listened to something new, and and came up with a better way. He definitely throws a lot more breaking balls now than he used oh, to. He's, that's so for he's, sure. he's got he's got his plus fastball back yeah. too. And, and yeah. you know, pitching sometimes you know you have a good year and a bad year, and uh, it, it's not nearly as complicated as some people make it out to be. But he's got such confidence in all his pitches now, and he knows he's got a little more fastball that guys you know have to cheat to. And when you're cheating to a fastball, and he shows you command of three pitches like. You know, Scherzer's throwing a right-on-right changeup in the seventh inning. I mean, he's, <laughs> he, he, he's just getting going. You know, his pitch count, it reminds me a lot of Randy Johnson. I had to throw out the pitch count thing because, you know, he was just a freak of baseball as far as what you can't judge him by other pitchers. You know, Randy was just getting warmed up at 90 pitches. You just turned off the shot clock. Yeah, he just goes and goes, Scherzer. He's been unbelievable. He's, he's been an amazing pitcher. We're talking with uh, Buck Showalter, of course. This has been not only an ugly spring weather-wise, it's been a tough spring for you guys. You know, it's funny. I went back and looked. Any year you've had a year like this, your team has come back and had a huge year the next year. How tough has this one been compared to the couple of bad years you've been through with your teams? How bad? How, how tough has this one been? Oh, it's tough, you know, from a mental standpoint. You know, you, you can just get beat on so much. Our guys are, are pushing, 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 and, and, it, and you know, they're trying to hit a, uh, a three-run homer. They're trying to do everything and, and want it bat. And, you know, you love to want to, but it's just not how it, – it's not good for baseball because you're playing every day, and sometimes things snowball. The, the level of, of, of uh, talent up here is so good everywhere that – you know, when things snowball good, you can do nothing wrong. It's not they snowball bad because you got the best players in the world, and when you're down, they'll beat on you. And you know, I'm not going to get into injuries. You know, everybody's got them. It's uh, you know, it's like a you know what, everybody's got one. So yep. you know, that's that's part of it. Your what ifs have to step in, and we just haven't been able to have some people, you know, fill in for some of the challenges we've had from from the other side, and um, you know. Do There's we, been some good things along the way, but nobody really wants to hear them. Do know, we have rightfully so? Buck, do we have uh, more good young players now, or are we just noticing it more? I mean, to see these guys come up now, we saw guys come up in the past, and we've seen plenty of phenoms and plenty of guys that come up at 19 and 20. But we see mm-hmm. them now; they seem to come up, maybe even a little better aware, maybe even a bit a little better uh, in terms of. Uh, being well-versed, and, oh, well, and it's amazing. I mean, we, I watch Torres come up. He just seems like he's been here for years when he comes we up just, like this. We just saw the Soto kid with Washington for yep. three days. Heck, he's 19. And you have to, as a coaching staff, you have to be able to coach and develop in the major leagues now. These guys come so quickly, and the window is there for them. And uh, there's not the rookie hazing, which is a good thing. I mean, their they're path, and they're more comfortable when they get here. Umpires aren't calling gotcha. pitches four inches off the plate. So they're not treated. The, there's no initiation anymore. No, no, it's it's it's, and it's good. That's you know, a I good point. Have, you know, that, I never that have understood point. that. That's a good point. I, you know, we had a kid last night, uh, Soto, uh, well, first night. You know, yep. balls thrown in, and he's complaining to the umpire about a rookie balls and strike. A and, rookie, yeah. But I looked around the dugout, and yeah. it wasn't that big a deal. I, I, I remember talking to. Turn to Roger McDowell. Say, could you imagine a few years ago, <laughs> ten years ago, if a rookie had done that <laughs> yeah. to one of these guys? Yeah, he's going to get uh, the next but, one's going to be I'm in the batter's box. It, yeah, and I'm not saying it's for the worse. I mean, you, you can't, you just about can't get kicked out of a game as a manager anymore. And the relationship with the umpires is so much better because the, you know the the base umpires are never going to leave the field without knowing they got it right for the most part, and that's good. I, I don't whether or not they're going to end up with electronic strike zone yet. You know, who knows? 
you know, I can see the day when the strike zone, the plate turns green when 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 it's a ball, and in red when it turns a, when it's a strike. I can that day's not that far away. I don't think. I think you're right, Mike. You know, and, and it's it's just the way the world works. I mean, it's you know, and and the one thing about you is, you know, you you're not you're not married to the old stuff. You're not you're not afraid of the progressive stuff. Well, you, you better you better you know these people are coming in the game. If you if you don't think guys, I tell you what, Mike. This year there's five or six guys in our league, and maybe four. That when they're right, whether it's a Betts, whether it's a Trout, whether it's a Machado, you know, I can go right down the line. Right. You better you, just walk them. I mean, they walked Manny the other day with nobody on, <laughs> nobody on, and with a one out, I believe, in the inning. And it was the right move. You know, I, you know, someone said, well, there's not a first and third the other day. I, I walked a guy, and I said, well, there was a base open second. Sometimes there's a base open, which is the plate. Right. Well, now the Bonds, the only time I saw that was, I saw it once with Willie McCovey, and I saw it with Bonds a couple of times. It's the only time I've ever seen anybody do that with the bases loaded. I mean, that's a rare one. Well, you've got to pick your poison. I yeah. was lucky that day because Jeff Kent, Bonds had uh, yep. not started the game, and Kent yep. usually hitting behind him, who was an MVP that year, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, but Manny's having that type of year. He's having a great year. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Playing shortstop great. And, uh, you know, through it all, and, and you know, he's been selective because, you know, they're pitching very carefully to him. And uh, you know, Adam Jones having a good year. There's some good things going on, just not enough of them. Mike, we just had a lot of trouble scoring runs. How about the uh, – tell me what you see in the Yankees and give me a, a, a thought or two on, on Torres uh, uh, now that you've uh, got a look at him. Oh, he's a good-looking kid, isn't he? My gosh. You know, and they've done a good job with their minor league system and their uh, international program, too. And they got some more coming. You know, it's uh, – you know, and they're able to go get some people with uh, some of the people they have in their system because, you know, the Andrew Hart kid's got a chance to be real good. I like the Austin kid. You know, um, it's, it's a good group. I mean, I, love, you know, I really felt like Aaron would be was a great hire there. I was hoping they wouldn't hire him. And he's, he's just, uh, you know, he's perfect for that situation. He's uh, He's been, he, I've really been impressed with him. Any difference from your vantage point, Yankees, Red Sox, different teams, but one Ooh. you prefer over the other? Uh, if if I did, you think I'd tell you? Yeah, well, I could try. <laughs> I can try. It's a, you no, know, really the people good. would be my, interested my in your opinion. Go they're ahead. Re- they're really good, gosh. And we know that both of them have the resources to get better in the next, uh, between now and the trading deadline. We know that's going to happen. So, you know, God bless them. If I was them, I'd do it the same way, too. We've got plenty of payroll here. Our owners, our ownership's been great. They've been supportive at every turn, so we've got no excuses. So even you, know, you sound pretty cheerful for a guy whose team's had a rough go here. You, Mike, don't, sound, you don't sound too hey, cranky about it. Mike, hey, it's half full. We're all, we're all lucky. <laughs> you know, it's an honor every day to do this, and nobody wants to see you with a woe is me. And I'm certainly not going to. I'm looking as this is the day that we get it going the other direction. Hey, is the sun? Have you seen the sunshine twice in a row this year? Two days in a row? Has it happened? Has it happened yet once this year or not? You know, it's funny. Uh, we were in Tampa for four days. I think it was four, and it hit me about the third day that I hadn't been outside except from the walk to the car at the hotel. You don't even see the sun, so I don't know. I'm wrong one to ask. Not much. Two days in a row. Uh, probably not, Mike. Well, listen, always a pleasure to talk to you, Buck. Thanks. Good luck to you. Thanks. All right, Mike. My pleasure. Thank you. Buck Showalter on a variety of things. And Manny Machado is, as you know, having a tremendous season. Uh, Obviously, a lot going on with his future and everything else. Uh, uh, But 16 home runs, 45 RBIs. uh, But this has been a very, very tough year. Uh, for the Orioles, who have uh, lost five straight last night. They ran into Scherzer, who all he did last night 
was throw a two-hitter over eight innings, struck out 12, threw 111 pitches to drop his ERA to 1.9 and his record to 9-1. and one. Uh, He has been unbelievable. He's been the best pitcher. And now this, there's many guys pitching great, but he has been the best pitcher uh, in baseball this year. He's been that good. He's scary good. And he's unbelievably consistent. He really is. But the weather tonight in Baltimore, 60% chance of rain. What else is new? Bucks told you about that, about what kind of year it's been. Uh, and here, I think it's going to clear up enough. We had some rain. It was raining pretty hard when we were driving in today, but it sounds like the Mets will get a chance to play tonight as the Cubbies are in town. Uh, Lugo will be on the mound against uh, Quintana. Quintana's pitching for the uh, Cubbies tonight. Uh, and Gray will be on the mound. Will Sanchez DH uh, back-to-back days? That is the question. I would say, I'd say yes. That's just my, we'll see what happens. We'll have Boone. We'll probably have the, uh, probably have the lineup before he even comes on. But I would say, right now, I will say yes, that he does DH two days in a row. That would be my opinion. I think Gray will have Romine in with him still. I, I don't think we'll see that broken here uh, this evening. Back after this. 